0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we are going to have an amazing topic and it is going to be called the Confidence Clicker. And this is your host, Talia Riley. I am so thrilled to be able to open up about an amazing experience that I had that I felt was for other people to learn from. And I had the opportunity this week to be one of the top 10 finalists in a storytelling competition for NSA which stands for the National Speakers Association. And it was amazing to be with the top 10 amazing speakers that were, you know, trying to win this contest. And there were so many things that I learned in this. First of all, I was just really excited to come in and deliver this amazing message that I have about my confidence clicker. And I just had some humbling things show up for me. And I wanted to share with you because As I've been processing over this last day, since this happened, there have been a lot of thoughts that came into my mind. First of all, I teach about confident communication. I interview people on this podcast about how to be able to communicate effectively. And people have called me the confident communicator. And I am learning so many awesome, incredible things through this process. But also when you step into wanting to grow and learn, you sometimes things show up sometimes this whole law of opposition and hard things show up to say, Hey, this is what you say you want, but do you really, really want this? And so I want to share this experience that happened. First of all, I normally don't share this on my podcast when I'm going to share all of it. I had an opportunity with a dear friend who was also one of the finalists to just go in and say a prayer quietly before we went in to um, speak and not normally do I do that, and especially with a friend. But in this prayer, I asked that I would be able to deliver a message and help teach people on the things that he would want people to learn about confidence and communication. And that if I, if I was to switch up my speech or anything, I mean, this is minutes before I went on stage, that I would be willing to do this. So I laugh and I joke around about this because um, – you know, some people, they're they're born with a lot of confidence. They're not born with, um, you know, they're, they like to talk to people. They like to speak. And there's others who have powerful messages, but it takes work to become a good speaker. It's letting go of fears and things within to be able to become a great communicator and speak. And so they did it by lottery. We all got there and they were drawing names. I had practiced exactly what I was going to say over and over again. I'd been rehearsing. I had switched up a few things a couple days before, but I felt really confident about what I was going to share. And I went to get on stage and I knew they were having some problems with the microphone, which I thought was interesting. I had a feeling, do I use the handheld or do I not? And I decided at the last minute not to use the handheld. I went ahead and used the speaker um, that they attach to you right there and you clip on. And... um, I went to deliver my first line and it started squeaking. And normally, I mean, I get excited because I can move through things pretty quick. But for some reason, after I went to deliver my first line in front of these hundreds of people here in the room, and might I add, like my speaker family, people that I admire in the speaking world, I froze, like really froze. Like I couldn't remember what I was going to say next. And then I thought, okay, it's going to come back. You know, I'm pretty witty. I've got this. And there, the words really didn't come back. Like I kept trying to fumble through it. I was looking at the clock. In the beginning, it was so crazy because we only had five minutes to deliver a super powerful story. And I thought five minutes was so short. But honestly, after being in a lack of words, five minutes was the longest five minutes of my entire life. So I want to share that I was standing there like, okay, do I walk off this stage? Like, this is not even who I am. Do I walk off? I kept trying to go with it, could not get my train of thought. Never have I had this happen, by the way, where I could not remember what I was to say next. Now, I've heard of people, and I also do mentoring and coaching, but to be able to experience this on this level of empathy, of feeling it, of knowing, like, There was nothing that I could do to come up with this speech was really humbling for me. And so I kept trying to fumble through. I get like halfway and I'm like, well, maybe I'll start over. Like I started making jokes. and, And then I said, "Okay, well, let's go again. And I realized that I was like, I'm not walking off this stage. So I fumbled through this. And as I did this, these are the things that I saw. So I do love to teach about communication eye to eye contact, I teach about body language and I, and I love to be able to help people recognize this. But the ironic thing is when I was standing on stage with all of these people, not only was I like an out of body experience where I couldn't remember what I was talking about. I froze. I got this dry mouth for like the first time. My lips were literally sticking to my teeth and I was like fumbling through and I got a pit in my stomach. Like, um, like I was nervous, none of this has ever happened. So the gift of this was just the fact that I could feel empathy for those that have stage uh, fright. And I'm, I'm curious if anyone on listening to this podcast has ever felt any of these things. I haven't, my whole life it's been easy to get up and speak and share and give powerful messages. And so for this experience to happen today, actually last night, was very different for me. Then, honestly, with all the work I've done over the years in reading people's body language, I was watching the audience. And me fumbling through, it was triggering to people. I, I looked over on one side and and someone was kind of tapping their pencil nervously. Another person was like tapping their foot. I could feel my husband in the background, like pull it together, pull it together, you got this. I was I was watching the judges and Um, a couple of the judges were like looking down, like just worried about me a little bit. There were a few people in the corner that I could feel, uh, they were, they were emotional for me. I don't know if they were sad because I was like fumbling through or it brought up emotion in them, but there was all these feelings going on in this room of all of these people. And I just kept thinking, just get through this speech and Everything I said came out absolutely crazy and backwards. And, but I somehow was trying to teach a lesson on confidence as I was trying to fumble through very vulnerably. As I was on a coaching call today, one of, one of the, um, one of the people said, do you remember what you said? I'm like, I don't remember a thing I said. And she said, one thing you kept saying is in order to be confident, you get to be vulnerable. You said that once or twice, but then you kept showing us through your actions. And I thought that was really interesting because I didn't even remember saying that. But she said, more than telling us, you were teaching us that as you were doing it. And so I get to the end and I just was like, okay, I'm just going to end this. Even though I had fumbled all the way through. I was in front of some of the most incredible speakers. And in my mind, I think at one point I even said, you guys, I don't know what's going on. I know this story. I just couldn't get it. And it was such a good story, but it wasn't meant to happen. And what I realized is after I went to go walk off the stage, this emotion of like guilt and shame and embarrassment came over me guilt wasn't as strong. It was mostly just like, I am so embarrassed in front of all of these amazing speakers. It's kind of shameful. Like, how did you forget this? You had this down, you had this memorized. And I went outside and was trying to keep it together. And one of the coaches comes out and gives me a great big hug. And I just kind of lost it. I'm like, I don't even know what happened. And it was really funny because he looked over and he said, you made it through. Now, you're probably not going to win it, but you made it through. And I remember laughing in the moment, thinking, how awesome that he got up out of his seat to come out and do that. And then one of the female um, judges came out, and she just wrapped her arms around me, and she just said, oh, this happens to the best of the speakers And she's like, I'm gonna send you my video of my worst speech. And she sent it over, she texted me and just embraced me with love. And I thought, wow. I mean, this felt like such an epic fail of what had happened and me trying to turn this over for other people to learn from me as I was ironically enough, giving this whole talk on the confidence clicker. (laughs) And let's be really vulnerable for a minute. For a moment, I thought, you know, I could just walk off the stage in the middle of this, take a bow. I could leave and run out the door. I don't even want to see what happens at the end or photos. Um, But in my mind, it's like, I heard you're not a quitter. You're in this for the long haul, no matter what. And I stuck it out. And I had some beautiful, beautiful thoughts from the, uh, the Amensi who was reading and sharing some things. And one of the things that she said to me that really, really hit me was, I guess she got up afterwards and she said, you know, I want to share that we are all imperfect. And that if you break up the word imperfect, you see I'm perfect. And when we're trying to be perfect and we're trying to do something a certain way, that there is, that none of us are perfect ever. And so I think what happened for me in this situation is I had a five minute timer and some of the people that I've been learning from that were also in this competition memorized every single word to the T and I think it's good to memorize, but what I did was I got stuck so much in every single word that when I got up there and it didn't go as it was supposed to in my head, I couldn't flow with it and I couldn't remember. And so what I realized is one of my greatest gifts is that quick wit and knowing my stories more than knowing the words. I had another speaker that came up to me and said, I've been speaking for 50 years, and I can tell by the, by the way you presented yourself that you're a good speaker. You've got a great stage presence, but don't ever remember it word for word. Know your stories, and then from there, you flow with it. And I know that's different than what some people give as speaking advice, but that resonated so deep within me. And I just said, thank you. I." Over the last, I've got my phone here, over one evening, I've had probably 30 different people reach out to me with the most beautiful texts and personal messages on how this encouraged them. I had one person specifically tell me that he'd been working on his video for two months and he went to submit it, but the thought went into his head, what if I get up and I forget what I'm speaking about, or what if my language is a barrier in what I want to share? And so he didn't submit it. And he looked at me and he said, what you taught me tonight... Help me want, encourage me to keep wanting to submit. And that there were other people that were there that thought, wow, you know, if she can get up there and fumble through. I mean, it was definitely not an easy experience to feel like you're failing among people that you very much admire, but also to be able to go all the way through to feel all the emotion and triggers of other people, you know, even their own judgments. It could have been, oh my gosh, I thought she was a better speaker. How did she forget it? It's only five minutes. The truth is, I don't know what their opinions are. I have no idea what they were thinking or what triggers were coming up for them. When people were getting emotional, maybe they were thinking, if she can do this, I can do this. We don't know what other people think. The only thing that matters is what we think. And so I want to take a moment with you right now to share my story from last night because I had this other judge that came up to me and she just laughed with me and she said, listen, every good speaker has had one one big bloop and failure and I'm sending you mine because I tell you, I see this as your absolute most amazing TED talk like you're going to be this you're going to have this incredible TED talk about how you went to deliver a story about confidence and you had none. you lost it and you couldn't think of it and above that you were among all of your fellow amazing speakers speaker family of professionals who do this in business and it is going to be the most incredible story and TED talk you can imagine i had the second place winner from last night and the first place I'll both reach out to me today and tell me This could be the most incredible story for next year. How you get up and you talk about how you got on stage and that, you know, this is what happened and this is what you learned. And people will relate to practicing and rehearsing and knowing, you know, your message in and out and then getting up there and drawing a blank. This is something that happens to people all the time. And um, our sweet winner just said, listen, you... I love how she said this. This is not the end. This is only the beginning for amazing opportunities. And I just want to say to any of you listening that has been supportive and amazing in this journey, thank you. Thank you. Um, For a moment, if I were a failure, if I were a quitter, I would have just walked out and said, no, I'm done. But instead, I decided that I'm going to record my story today on the podcast for you because it is a really awesome story and I want you to hear it. And we'll put a to be continued at the end because I probably will add on what happened and all the footage remind you of what I got of me epically. People could say failing or you know enduring the way through this speech. But I wanna start with this. I know that if I can do hard things that you can. I know that if I could stand on that stage feeling all of that emotion, judgment, my own stuff, uh, people's worry they were worried about me and the speaking and is she gonna make it through and my own stuff that was coming up that I know you can do anything you want to do. I know that you can have hard, hard conversations of communication with people. I know that you could start speaking if that's a desire. Um, this experience I hope can help you. I hope can help you become a better person in the fact that, we all mess up, we all mess up. And that whole thought of imperfect, we're all imperfect. And when we're trying to constantly be that perfect person, it, it, we're not gonna be. And we get to be ourselves and unique. Another thing that she told me today was the, the immense, he said, I'm gonna tell you what your wins and successes were. This is what I saw. She said, you stayed and finished. You stayed, you kept trying to reset yourself. And I laughed as she told me that because I kept fumbling through, but she said, you were trying to give the message. You were trying to deliver and that alone is a win. You could have taken a bow, been done, walked off the stage, but you didn't. You wanted to make sure that the audience got something, a message from you because you cared and you stayed completely till the end. Even though after there was some emotion, you walked outside, I want you to know what I saw. People weren't worried about what happened to you up there on the stage. They wanted to come out and be there for you. She got really emotional when she said this. She said they were concerned with you because of the love they have for you. They wanted to make sure you were okay because they see you as who you are. And being so vulnerable and real brought a sense of connection to people that they wouldn't have felt otherwise. There's no way I would have had over 30 people come and talk to me if they hadn't have felt Um, something that resonated with them, some kind of connection, even though it was awkward and hard. I will tell you this. I probably would like to avoid saying a prayer about how I can help influence others and how I can switch up my speech and what I can do because that was the result I got. And believe me, it wasn't very fun. But what I will share is when I do it again, if it's to help even one person know that they can deliver a powerful message if they feel called. If it's to help another, yes, I'll do it again. It was hard and I'm still working through it. I woke up three times last night. Just please get this podcast out. Like wake up and write the podcast. I thought, okay, I'll work on it. But why I'm sharing this with you is I decided that I would get up, rise up and say, I feel called to be a speaker I teach about confident communication. This might be my best story or best Ted talk we've ever heard. And at some point when I'm ready to share it, I will. I wanna say that I'm grateful for the opportunity. It helped me in the moment when I had the dry mouth and the pit in my stomach and no words came to my head that I'm really grateful for the opportunity that I do have quick wit, usually. And that I don't get nervous before going on stage and that my mouth doesn't do that. But for those that do struggle with that, I have such deep empathy for that. And now an understanding that I wouldn't have had before. So I am absolutely thrilled to share with you my TED talk, right? AKA future TED talk. It's actually the story that I was going to share with you last night, and it was called The Confidence Clicker. What if life is like a performance? What would your theme song be? And what is your number one message? Imagine if you had access to immediate confidence as a speaker or leader. As I stood back behind the stage, my heart beating quickly. I heard just moments before that there was a problem with my slides. And right before I went to walk on the stage, the thought popped into my mind, don't forget to use your confidence clicker. I was greeted up on their feet to 400 enthusiastic employees who were had their hands in the air dancing to the song, Confident. What's wrong with being, what's wrong with being, what's wrong with being confident? And I was absolutely thrilled to give my opening line when I froze because I had never spoke to 400 people before and not only were my slides out of order, but they were also corrupt. Like, you know, on the computer, when you go to type in the encrypted password, that's what was going on. I looked at them bravely and I said, hey, friends, not only are my slides out of order, but they are also corrupt. So we're going to have a little bit of fun today with this confidence clicker. And as I went to click on the first slide, they burst into laughter. (laughs) And I thought back of my husband saying, Talia, You're really funny when you're trying not to be. So in my head, I kept thinking, try not to be funny. Try not to be funny. I went within to find my superpowers and strengths. And I realized that I have quick wit and that I'm really funny when I try not to be. I stood there open with a positive smile on my face and a tall posture. And I didn't blame anybody for what was going on. As I stood there, as I kept clicking, they kept laughing. The second strength I learned is share your stories. When we share vulnerable stories, it shows true confidence. I opened up to the group about how I had gained and lost 80 pounds five different times as I endured 10 pregnancies to get my four children. And the crowd went from laughter to tears because stories build connection. And in that moment, they didn't remember everything that I said, but they did remember how those stories made them feel. I remembered another strength, and that strength was to keep clicking when the show can go on. And as I kept going, I went to put on my slide, and I hit play, and everybody's head tilted to the side because the video was sideways and upside down. Just like in life sometimes when things look sideways and upside down. I thought of Dory on Little Nemo when she says, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. I turned it into just keep clicking. And as I kept clicking, that is what gave me the strength, the courage for the show to go on. I got to my last and final best story. And right in the middle of it, my earpiece fell out of my ear and into my hand. So what would you do? Well, just like a famous celebrity, I threw it out into the audience and a tall man caught it. And oh, the smile on his face. You would have thought that he won the lottery. I was determined that the show would go on. After I finish, I was back behind the stage and I felt embarrassment and shame come up, I thought to myself, hi, I don't want to go out there. I don't want them to see it. I pulled it together. And as I walked outside, I realized people were coming up to me emotional saying how much this helped them, how much I helped them encourage them to keep going in business and life when things go down. And that when they feel like they're failing, they're not. Because what I realized is that failure is feedback to do better. And at that moment, something inside me clicked. Just like Dorothy didn't really need her ruby red slippers, I didn't need my confidence clicker. Just like a glimpse and a click of a photo, I could see the big picture inside me of who I really am. If you ever think that your confidence clicker is outside of you, I want you to remember what I learned that day, that your confidence clicker is right here within we are the confidence clicker. That was my story for last night. And ironically enough, as I got on stage, I had all these crazy things happen again with confidence. I thought, wow, maybe I am doing the wrong topic here because now I get to add even more to my story about what I did. And I will say proudly that I I struggled through it. I didn't quit. And that was a very, very special um, experience that I got to have. I want to give this message of hope to people that are struggling to share their message, to be confident, that have stage fright and fears that are worried about this, that, that they can do this, that you can have a confidence clicker. I was really excited about that story. And I am really excited to keep sharing more stories with you. But I want to thank you for taking a moment to ask yourself Do you believe in yourself? Do you have a confidence clicker? And what does it tell you to do? If I would have walked off that stage last night, I would have gone away from everything that I said. I just didn't think I'd have two experiences, right? The first one was speaking in front of 400 employees, the second one was speaking in front of hundreds of my speaker family. I don't know which is worse. It almost felt like the second one's worse. But I will say, the level of compassion that I felt was absolutely incredible. So I ask you a question. How do you want to use your confidence clicker? Is it on the outside and what the world thinks and what they think of you? And even the stuff that showed up, people were, may have been triggered. I was triggered. It brought up a lot of emotion to watch me really struggle on stage. But is that confidence clicker outside of you? Or is that confidence clicker right here in your heart? Are you? your own confidence clicker. Thank you.